This is episode 489 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Your Tactical Training Scenario, Men in the Bushes. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible Books allows you to listen to the best books when you are on the go. I love to listen to podcasts and audiobooks while I stay busy doing other things. And just like my podcast app, Audible's app makes it really easy to manage your audiobooks and pick up where you left off. Now, right now, they are offering five free audiobook downloads when you join Audible for a trial period. That is an awesome deal. So if you have been on the sidelines, don't delay and take advantage of this offer. There are books for just about everyone. Right now, I am listening to Amir Safadi's The Last Hour audiobook. I highly recommend it if you are a believer. So if you want some more information, you can click the link in the show notes or come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash audible. So in episode 487, I talked about Cayenne Pepper. And so Trent left me a comment over on 487. And uh, it was it's kind of funny. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it. He said, thank you, Todd, for a laugh out loud moment you gave me at 23 minutes and 45 seconds. Quote, unquote, 40,000 BTUs. Ironically, that's the way water heaters and furnaces are rated. British thermal units. I know you meant HU or heat units. I use cayenne pepper on cuts that won't stop bleeding. And it stings a bit, but it stops it fast. Thank you for the podcast. I never miss it. All right, Trent. So I saw that come across earlier today and I was like, man, did I say BTUs? Okay, I might have said BTUs. Um, And so I went back and uh, when I got home, I looked at my bottle. And so the bottle says STU. So maybe that's where I was was getting it a little confused. Um, It was probably late at night, if I remember correctly. So uh, STUs stands for Scoville Thermal Units. So it was 40,000 STU. I got the 40,000 correct. So there you go. Um, I got to tell you, after I did that, or I I think I I added it, I had added it before I did the the podcast or maybe right after, but I hadn't drank my tonic. So I do a tonic. It's lemon, water, uh, turmeric, and honey. And I drink that every morning, about six ounces every morning, um, you know, when I get up and before I get my coffee and all that kind of stuff. So I decided to add cayenne pepper to it. Now, this is one of those big mason jar. You know, this is where I I make the tonic and it's easy to shake up and all that kind of stuff. And so all I did was grab one capsule full and, uh, you know, I I put it into this mix, into this tonic and shook it up really well. I shake it up every morning before I I do that, before I drink it, before I pour myself my cup. And uh, so I sat down and I, I, I do a little bit of praying in the morning. And so I took my 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 drink and man, that cayenne pepper it hit me right away. So it, it was spicy. So it wasn't too hot, like, you know, burning my mouth. 
but it was spicy, but I could feel it in my throat. And I did wake up with a little bit because I was kind of paying attention. I did wake up with a little bit of sinus pressure. So by the time I finished my prayer time, it was it was gone. So I'm like, all right, so this is cool, man. This 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 works. This helps out. So I'm definitely going to do that on a regular basis. Um, but if I if I make myself a cup of tea or something like that, I am definitely not going to drop that whole capsule full in there. I'm going to have to come up with a way of putting just a little bit, a dash of cayenne pepper or something like that in my tea to make it a little spicy, but not super, super hot. But definitely one of those things that uh, I'm going to start adding to my food more and more as I go. So again, guys, if you ever have a comment on any of the podcast you know, episodes that I share information on and you have something that you'd love to share or like to share, hey, come on over like Cody did and drop it in the episode. I make it really easy because in the show notes, I link to that episode on the website. So you just click that, boom, you're, you're over there and then you can drop your comment in there and I'll see it and, uh, you know, I'll share it out. On the, on the podcast, if it's something that, you know, will bring value to uh, to the podcast community. So again, Trent, thanks so much for, uh, you know, coming and dropping off that, uh, you know, that information, that little bit of encouragement to me too. That's always, always really helpful when you're just kind of blasting and going and, and getting these things done and uh, staying busy. So I do really appreciate that. All right. So let's go ahead and jump to our article of the podcast. It comes to us from ActiveResponseTraining.net. I really like this website. Greg does a really great job of sharing out information. Uh, he is a police officer, so a lot of the times he'll find an article and then he will just kind of elaborate on that uh, as far as where you know the training aspect of it and maybe how someone who is a prepper or want to be more self reliant or just someone who just wants to be better prepared as far as being out there in the craziness of this world, what they can do to better, you know, defend themselves. So let's go ahead and jump right into this one. Uh, Again, the article is entitled Your Tactical Training Scenario, Men in the Bushes, and it comes to us from ActiveResponseTraining.net. Imagine the following scenario. It's 9 p.m. and you are taking your dog for a walk around your neighborhood. You live in a quote-unquote safe area and you have walked your dog on this route every night for years without a problem. It's dark and as you walk, you notice some shapes moving in the bushes ahead of you. You initially think the shapes are deer, so you continue to walk. As you get closer, two men emerge from the bushes. They are both sweating and out of breath. You notice some blood on their clothing. The men apologize for startling you and say that they are out for a walk and got lost. They ask you the name of the road that you are on. What would you do? Would you answer their question? What other response options do you have? 62-year-old Jennifer Hurst faced this exact scenario. She became suspicious when the men asked about the name of the road. Her suspicions proved correct when he then pulled a gun and forced her to return to her own house. The two men robbed her and held her hostage for more than 12 hours before releasing her unharmed in another city. So read more about the story at the link below. So the link below doesn't really have a lot of information. Um, they did get the guy and the guy did apologize to to uh, 
to Jennifer. But, uh, you know, there's just not a lot of extra information on there. But uh, Greg has provided a lot of great information here in his scenario. So let me go ahead and, and keep reading here. It's important to recognize that violent crime can happen anywhere. These men had just committed a home invasion robbery and were looking to escape. Home invasions are fairly rare, but they can take place in affluent areas as well as slums. After all, the robbers are looking for money, pills, small electronics, guns, and jewelry. Are they more likely to find that in a rich neighborhood or a slum? There really is no safe area. If you are committed to ensuring your personal safety, you must be prepared at all times, even when you are in the safe neighborhoods. As you wargame scenarios like these in your mind to plan a proper response, you should be considering all of your response options. In general, there are only a few possible responses to any violent crime. So I love what Greg was talking about. We've been actually, we've, I think we've kind of mentioned this uh, in the last few episodes or, you know, this week and in the, in the week before, as far as scenario planning, wargaming this, kind of thinking it through, what would your response be? And so it's nice to, uh, to see that and just, you know, another voice out there saying, hey, as you think things through, it will help you come up with your response. So here are some options, right? So number one is freeze. Being so overwhelmed by the incident that you fail to take any action at all. This is the most common response and it has almost always led to the worst outcomes. Number two is flee. Running away from the criminal or towards someone who can help you. Number three is resist and that's fighting back either physically or verbally by yelling and screaming. Number four is to submit and that's giving the criminal what he wants and then number five is posturing or bluffing, using some sort of deceptive ploy like pretending to be sick or telling a rapist that you have a disease. Which do you think would be the best option for Miss Hurst in the situation described? Would it be the best option for you as well? I can't tell you which option to choose. Each of you have different skills, mindsets, and motivations. You have to analyze the situation and decide which is best for yourself. While I can't tell you exactly what to do, I can give you some general guidance. Submission should never be an option that you consider when someone is attempting to physically take you someplace else. Miss Hurst's case is a statistical rarity. Most kidnapped victims, especially women, end up dead. The criminal is trying to take you to a place where he is less likely to be caught when he commits his crime. You can't let that happen. Doing anything else is generally better than submitting to a criminal when what he wants is you, not your property. Miss Hurst is a very lucky woman. If we rule out submission and freezing in this case, we are only left with flight, resistance, or posturing as a viable remaining option. Flight probably isn't the best choice here. The victim is a 62-year-old woman. She probably can't outrun two younger men. You might not be able to do so either. The average violent criminal is a male between the ages of 16 and 25. Can you outrun the average college-aged male in a sprint? A serious evaluation of your abilities is in order before you choose this option. This leaves posturing and resistance. The posturing might work if the victim had a plan in place before the criminal approached. 
Most people can't think on the fly well enough under stress to come up with a viable posturing or deception strategy while the crime is occurring. If you can't fight, you should probably have several potential deceptive lines ready for any attack. Bill Langlois advocated faking a heart attack when he taught senior citizens how to defend themselves. Bill was a San Francisco cop who was on the decoy squad. He posed as a confused elderly person to bait criminals into attacking him so that they could be arrested by his fellow officers. Bill was mugged 256 times in his decoy role. He wrote a book about the insights he took from these muggings and how they related to senior citizen safety. He was convinced that posturing and deception were the best course of actions for anyone who could not physically resist their attackers. His book is a valuable resource. It is long out of print, but still available used on Amazon.com. So there's a link in the name of the book is Surviving the Age of Fear. And again, that's William Langlois and John O'Connor. So if you don't have a deception strategy or if it fails, the only response remaining is resistance. You are fighting two younger men and one of them is armed with a gun. How good are your odds if you don't have a weapon of your own? Not good. That's reality. You don't get to pick and choose the moment you are attacked. If you rely on a weapon for your defense, you need to carry it everywhere, even when you feel safe. Practice with your weapon of choice until you are good enough to defeat two younger and stronger attackers. Merely having the weapon isn't enough. For a more detailed evaluation regarding the comparable success rates of these strategies, check out my article, Resistance to Violent Crime, What the Research Shows. So when you see stories like this one in the news, pre-plan a response in case you are faced with something similar. Take a look at the response options I listed above and analyze the advantages and downfalls of each before choosing what you think is best. Having a planned response combined with a trust in your instinct will carry you through most situations you are likely to face. All right, so great article here and great advice. Think through what you would do in a scenario. If you were carjacked, if someone you know came up behind you when you were coming out of the grocery store or out of the mall, if you were you know at a bank and someone was rushing into the bank and you know with their guns drawn or, or you were leaving a bank and someone sees you and, and or, you know someone follows you home, you know all these different things, what would you be doing? Uh, you know what would be your pre-planned response? And so I think those are always good. I mean some people don't like to do that because of the fear aspect of it and their mind goes to a place where they don't want to go to but can you imagine being in a situation and you know you 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 go there and you you would probably be the person that would freeze right you don't want to do that you want to work through these things maybe even working them through with someone else another friend or a coworker and like hey you know what i was reading this article what would you do in this scenario and thinking it through talking it out that might help if you are kind of afraid of just going there all by yourself. The other thing is you need to make good decisions. You know, there are times where we have been driving and we're, you know, we're driving into the neighborhood or we are coming into the neighborhood still. We're still on, you know, the big roads 
And there are people out there that are walking late at night or women who are walking and exercising and those types of things. And it's dark. And you're like, why are you out here? Why are you doing that? That's just, you know, that's not something you want to do. So you might need to start changing your behavior a little bit so that you don't wind up being one of these statistics when you're out there and you're making yourself an easy target for the bad guys. I know one of the things that I, you know, I have told my wife, I do not like her to go out in in the evening time by herself. So I usually I go with her or my, you know, my kids go with her or we wind up, you know, just she winds up waiting till later on. And we don't necessarily live in a very, very bad neighborhood, but it's something that I think is just a precaution. You know, it's something that you can wait and 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 do you know do tomorrow or someone just goes and 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 you have two people instead of one and i think that's always a smart thing and she also has a really big whistle that's really loud whistle she needed to blow it and she's always prepared you know with mace and different things like that and so you know you have that aspect of it as well if you are you know uh, you have uh, a spouse and you are concerned for their safety just maybe going into work or maybe going to the grocery store, even if it's not like at night, maybe it's during the day, get them some, some mace. It's not a lot of money and talk to them how to talk, talk them through how to use it. There are some types of mace that you can buy that actually has like a practice canister and the real canister. And so the practice canister, you know, looks and feels and all that, it'll be a different color, but you know, they get an idea of how to flip it on and at least push it down and what it would look like and feel like if they had to do that and, and really truly use it in a real situation. So, you know, you could do something like that. Uh, but, you know, have have those those discussions like, hey, I'm, I just want to be a little bit more safe and think, you know, think things through. And I'd rather you not go out at night. You know, things are things are crazy. And I think that as people continue to. Uh, as as things continue to wind down, like with the economy and things like that, I think you're going to see more people looking for easy money and, you know, they're going to be looking for targets and you want to make yourself a very hard ta- target to where they go some somewhere else. The same thing when we talk about, uh, you know, your, your, your home defense and layering your home, you want to put layers you know, around your home, you want to do different things that would cause people to look at your home and say, or a thief or a robber, to look at your home and say, you know what, I'm going to go to the next one or I'm going to go somewhere else because that's just not worth it to me. You want that as well when you are out there and in, in protecting yourself. So, uh, you know, Jennifer, what I would tell her right off the bat is don't go out in the evening time anymore. Even if you have a dog, you need to, you know, 9, 9 p.m. That was just really, really too late. You need to do that right before it gets dark if you want to get that exercise in and then, you know, bring it back in and you know do something else if you want to continue on from there as far as exercise goes. But uh, I think probably Jennifer will change her mind on the way different things would, would uh, work for her. And hopefully you will start thinking about these things as well. Hey guys, don't forget, I will be linking to this article in the show notes. So if you want to come check it out and link to the other article that Greg dropped on this article, you know, that's always, uh, always something that uh, I would recommend doing the more information you can get. If this is something like really 
piqued your interest and something that you're interested in and like, hey, you know what? I want my family to be safe. Then, yeah, there's more information here. Definitely. Always you want to go check out the website. So that's it for episode 489. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, don't forget, if you are new and you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can come over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.